0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at
1: WGNSRadio.com. A state legislative update. We head to Nashville. State Representative Mike Sparks joins us on the show today. And um, busy time. Uh, Governor giving his state of the state address. And um, I guess it's rolling here in this legislative session, right, Mike?
0: Well, it really is. And uh, speaking of the governor, I want to give a shout out to Chairman Austin Maxwell, the GOP, and Dwayne Sadler, Eric Brown, Donna Barrett, and and Ronnie, and and others that were there to host the governor. The governor gave a great um, discussion about the uh, the issues, the the good, the bad, the ugly, and. Um, and some of the times that we're in today uh, kind of offered us a, a, a lot of hope, even though folks are seeing record inflation, I mean record home prices, and um, uh, you know, a lot of problems out there, but the, gov- the governor kind of at least um, gave us a lot of encouragement that we're really in probably the greatest state in the union to live, work, and play and retire. I and mean, that's why we're seeing a lot of folks from California and New York, uh, Chicago and other areas of the of the uh, nation wanting to move here, uh, especially here in Rutherford County.
1: Now he was here yesterday, and he gave his State of the State address last night. Is that right?
0: Well. <laughs> He gave a, he gave a lot of it out, you know. Uh, he kind of even commented about that, you know, because um, somebody asked him this, the three main issues. He says, "Well, I just gave them to you." It was it's kind of kind of funny, you know. He he hit a little bit on redistricting, which has been a lot of uh, you know curiosity and concern, and looks like all that's kind of out there now. And you know, some folks are happy, some folks aren't. You know, I talked to a Democrat behind me, John Ray Clemens, and John and I have a good relationship, and I think they've made some little tweaking. And 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 John um you know he's a little bit more con- he was paired with um mike stewart if i'm not mistaken and they somehow they they shaped the district so they're they're not like running against each other and um uh so they they were happy i was just always curious how uh, how that how they got that to happen i mean do they go to meet with the speaker i mean what what do they do and he, he said they never met when they just end up changing it um so uh, uh but yeah as you know we've got a new house seat that i know a lot of folks are going to be excited about and and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of folks that's going to want to step up that district will go from from um Uh, Laverne, uh, all the way through uh, left side of Rocky Fork Road, west side of Weekly and um, north of Waldron, going down to Eagleville. So, you know, I I think it's given Murfreesboro an extra voice, uh, Smyrna an extra voice, and uh, and Eagleville and Rockvale an extra voice. So, I'm proud of the work that we've done here, and um, you know, with uh, with what the new maps going to be in Rutherford County.
1: Well, I, I just read a news story before you went on. The uh, first candidate has announced that they would be uh, running for the in the Republican primary for that thirteenth district, and that's Robert Stevens. Um, he's the current Smyrna Rotary president and uh, county commissioner, so uh, one of may- probably several names that will throw their yeah. There's,
0: I think there's a lot of names: Jeff Davidson, uh, Jamie Averwater, and There's some others that, that I'm sure are going to going to step up. You know, um, uh, we kind of put Robert in that district, left a weak lane north of, of my district. Uh, you know, everybody knows he's been wanting to run for it, and I'm he'll you know, have a chance along with uh, residents in Eagleville or Rockvale or Pearl or, or Laverne um, to run as to to run as well, you know, um, but yeah, redistricting has probably been the biggest issue. So we've got over that hurdle, um, you know. I hear, you know, you, you, I remember when this went went on twenty years ago. Uh, I was asked to run. I've shared this on your your show. I was thirty three. I prayed about it and I turned it down. I, I didn't think I was ready at, at such a young age, you know, and didn't really feel like I had the experience and. um uh, and just turned it down and then next thing you know when the map's drawn my house was carved out so there is a there is a there is the political uh, spin and and things that do happen um, so my district I know it was purposely cut out and people can look at that old map from um, oh two thousand and two when it was created. Um but I but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't meant for me at that at that age anyways, you know. Um I think folks need a little bit of maturity and uh, uh and some life experience. Um when you get up here and you're making changes and decisions that's affect affecting people's lives and you know, whether it's infrastructure, education, um so many issues that we have up here that are Probably more dire than they were 30 years ago or 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just a uh, world's just getting a little cattywampus. My dad always used that term, cattywampus, and um, uh, but we're still blessed to live in the great state of
1: Tennessee. What What is interesting about this, and I think maybe a little confusing, is you know during the redistricting, it, it's it's not like um, because this is District 13 that's coming in, and yep. District 13 is currently part of. Knox County, and so we have different numbers right yep. here in this one county. So it's not like you add numbers of representatives; it's yeah. based on population. So th- did that area lose one, or did they gain one from somebody else? Yeah, they did. Else? That's
0: um, um, uh, Sam. I don't know exactly whose district that is. Gloria but it, Johnson. It could be Gloria, Okay. Well, they've got Gloria's district. I guess kind of goes away, and then Sam McKenzie's district picks that up. Um, and it's it, they just move all that, and it kind of shuffled over to the to the center of the state um, here, and where all the growth is. Like Memphis lost a district, and uh, nothing's nefarious about. Um, well, there could be something out there, but most of the time, when I'm seeing it, it's you know it's the population. I mean, it's not like people are trying to get rid of somebody. It's just hey, this is you, you know Shelby County lost uh, a lot of people. They're moving to Rutherford County, they're moving to Williams County, Wilson County, Dyson County. And um, and so we're picking up a seat. And we've got, uh, I think, I think it's six Republicans that are paired to, together. Um, Jay Reedy uh, out of Houston County, Aaron, Tennessee, and uh, 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 what's his name? Um, oh, oh, what's that guy? I just talking about him. guy up in Paris. Um, and my mind went blank. Bruce Griffey, Bruce Griffey. And Bruce decided not to run. And um and then there's uh, uh Glenn Casta who's not running and I think it's um I think Sam Whitson's kind of district is being paired with that. And then there's Jerry Sexton, uh, a good friend of mine being paired with um uh Eldridge and, and uh or Etheridge and, and both awesome guys. They're both conservative uh Republicans up in um East Tennessee. They're being paired that to de- uh, together as well. So, um,
1: so when you're yeah, saying paired together, they they would have to run for the yeah, same they have suit. To run
0: against each other. Yeah. That's what's it's just like London Lamar. I just was on the elevator with London, she's out of Memphis, and she's always sweet. You know, she's she voted for my amazing grace legislation, my gun safe legislation. She's been paired with Tori Harris. Tori's the one that um replaced John DeBerry. Um, and uh, he didn't beat John Deberry; he just replaced him because, uh, you know, John. Um, they took him, the Democrats took him off the ballot because they knew they couldn't beat him, so they took him off the ballot so he couldn't run as um, as a, as a Democrat. So, uh, Tori Harris out of Shelby County and London Lamar being paired together, um, and I, I think I read in the news that that Tori wasn't going to run against against her. They're pretty um, pretty good pretty t- close friends, from what. From what I understand, um, but I know one thing that you've been kind of interested in is the is the new how the House seat is in um, for Congress, uh, the new fifth district um, in uh, Davidson County, um, which looks like um, Cooper decides not is decide not to run for reelection.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the uh, Nashville is split into three different districts, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how that works, but well um what did you glean from the governor and, and his kind of um, ideas for this legislative session what how does that concern you what what are some of the things you're working on here well
0: you know i i, I mean i, I I admire the governor. I like the governor. I, his heart is in the right place. It really is. Is he perfect? No, he's not perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. You're not going to agree with somebody 100%. But the biggest issue I, I, that took away yesterday was the, the BEP funding formula um, with, with trying to really look at that. I don't know if it's going to be accomplished this year. There's still a lot of um, questions, concerns with that. I sit on education. and. Um, uh, no matter what tweak you make, somebody's not going to be happy with it uh One thing that i w- want to give g- go- governor some uh high marks for is the uh, is the t improvements and the more uh incentives for vocational uh school and you know as as many know we have a a, a unique challenge with a lot of um teachers um considering leaving the profession and uh I think it's an extremely critical issue um just like law enforcement and uh we need to retain and recruit great teachers and uh caring teachers and and great officers as well um and uh, uh so he's he's looking at uh creative areas there that maybe um teachers can kind of go through an apprentice program to to um get them in the field. Um, but one area that I brought up, and you, you've helped me bring this up, is the, you know, and I always say, look, what's the issue? You know, what is the real issue? Why our teachers won't leave? And one of the things I often hear from teachers is that it's the student behavior. And and it's alarming. I mean, how do we turn this around? I, I think there needs to be more character development um, in school and more, um, and more discipline. And, um a lot of times teachers don't feel like they have the support from, um, from, um, the administration. And people may not like me saying that. I'm just telling you what teachers tell me. And if there's a teacher out there listening, they want to call me. My cell number is 525-3198. I want to hear. In fact, I just got a message from a teacher just now. And I want to meet with him next week at, uh, at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I, he put something on Facebook. I could tell he was frustrated, so I just wanted to hear his story. But, um. But you know, I think those are challenges that we, as a country, and as a community, as a state, that we need to really um, uh, start caring about because you know we we've got to depend on those on those students in the future, and you you've heard me mention what doc, the late Dr. Linda Gilbert told me after we uh, did that opioid mental health town hall at Parkway Baptist Church two years ago. Um, she said, "Mike, the behavior problems of these six to nine-year-olds—they're disorderly, disruptive—and she said it's extremely alarming. And that's why I'm pushing for more counselors and nurses and um, and the social workers in our school system. Um, you know, it goes back I think to the broken homes. Like it goes back to fathers not not being there. Um, uh, so it's um, uh, it's really alarming as a culture what we're." Where, where we're facing I'm telling you, I don't see one lobbyist up here advocating for those issues.
1: Mike, um, uh, <clears throat> a lot going on uh, surrounding education, and uh, we've got a, a minute or so here, and I, and I know you've got a, a bill that you want to talk about.
0: Um, oh, yeah, the the charter. Uh, yeah, we've got the, the new charter um, school that's going to come in the northwest core of the community, which would most likely be my, my district. Um, and I've been an advocate for it. I've been the only advocate. And it's lonely uh, when you're the, the lone person talking about something. Um, they approved it. The Charter Commission approved it. But here's, here's what I'm what, um, uh, – you know, I think we have to have options out there, options for parents. I think um, uh, parental – Uh, education uh, choice for for parents uh, is just the right thing to do and there's been a lot of misinformation about it but one thing that i think the charter uh any charter applicant should come before the county commission become come before the funding body uh which the county commission is funding uh you know education it's not the school board it's the county commission so I think the uh, any charter applicant should come before this county commission and at least explain um you know what their intent is uh I think it also adds transparency that's not out there. I see a lot of games played in politics uh even the charter commission chastise um uh, you know the The school board and and for some of the they called it adult games that's not me saying it that's what they said so people don't get mad at me over just get mad at the charter commission because that's what they said that's what they seen and uh when they went back and reviewed this so um i think um uh, i think there's a new day today and i think um educational choice is coming and if i'm the lone voice for it so be it um, I'm willing to debate um, anybody, anywhere. Just, I just want the TV cameras there so the public uh, gets to hear it too. In fact, I'd, le- I'd love for WGNS to be there. And um, I always love that, that word truth. Um, yeah. And uh, truth can stand on its own. So I'm um, uh, looking forward to this uh, charter applicant and I think it can really help to improve the, the young lives in and, um, and my, uh, my district.
1: All right. State Representative Mike Sparks joining us here today on Rutherford Issues. Check the podcast if you missed any part of it today.